0: Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin. Proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. C.S. Lewis once observed that most people accept the idea that that Jesus was a great moral teacher. Uh, but they won't accept his claim as God. Uh, yet, Lewis says, this is the one thing that we, that we can't say. You must not say that Jesus is simply a, a great moral teacher. Uh, rather, he says, Jesus must either be a lunatic, a liar, or he is in fact the Lord. Uh, by the way, only a, a fool would make the outrageous claim that Jesus never existed. Uh, there simply is just too much historical proof and evidence that Jesus lived. So now the question is, who is this Jesus? C.S. Lewis says a man who is merely a man and did the sort of things Jesus sa- or and said the sort of things Jesus said would not <clears throat> would not be a great moral teacher. He'd be a lunatic On the level of a man who says he's a poached egg. You can't claim to be God if you're not actually God and not be literally insane. Likewise, if Jesus claimed to be God and wasn't, and he knew it, then he'd be the worst of all liars. But even to say Jesus was a liar will seem quite a stretch for most people, even unbelievers, particularly if they think he's a great moral teacher a great moral teacher would not, by definition, lie, right? And certainly not tell a lie of such great magnitude as to claim to be God when he wasn't. So if he's not a lunatic, if he's not a liar, the only other logical possible conclusion is that he is, in fact, the Lord. He is God. And the resurrection proves it. Especially the resurrection, the appearance to St. Thomas. Uh, Look what happens after the resurrection. The disciples are together behind locked doors because of their fear of the Jews. Uh, Now think about this. The women have already come to the disciples and told them Christ is risen. But they don't believe it. Uh, Likewise, the Other disciples on the way to Emmaus run back and tell the disciples that he is risen. And again, they don't believe it. You know, if if you're trying to make up a religion, this is not how you do it. With your chief spokesman cowering in fear. The disciples haven't really been listening to Jesus' words. The the disciples think that Jesus is there to restore Israel. They think he's a great moral teacher. Uh, They think he's there to be a national earthly leader. So when Jesus dies, they wonder, well, how could this happen? This wasn't supposed to be this way. We thought he was going to become king. And so then when Jesus rises from the dead, they don't believe that either. Their faith, so far, was not a savior of their own making because they didn't listen to the actual words of Jesus. Now, Jesus... Said a lot of words he made a lot of claims but the one thing he said over and over and over again almost countless times was that he was going to die but that three days later he would rise from the dead he claims to be god he says he has come to forgive sins to redeem the world to restore the world to god this is his chief claim that he is the son of god and by his dying and rising to life again. He will restore to us everlasting life. But amazingly, whenever Jesus said these things, the disciples didn't listen. They like shut their ears, turned the other way. In fact, whenever Jesus begins to, 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 talk, to talk like this, they steer Jesus uh, uh, to talk about other things. Jesus, you're not actually going to do this. That's not going to happen. Stop talking like this. That doesn't make sense. It's crazy. Well, It is. If I told you that I was God, and that I was going to die and three days later rise from the dead, you should either consider me a liar or lunatic. But then if I did die, and was alive three days later, suddenly you would be forced to reconsider everything, absolutely everything else I had ever told you. So it is with the resurrection. Jesus shows his disciples his hands and feet and side. He is the same man who was crucified, died, and was buried. He gives physical proof, verifying he did exactly what he said he was going to do. This proves that everything Jesus ever said is true. The resurrection is why we believe the entire Bible to be the Word of God. Because Jesus said it was. It's why we believe Jonah, Noah, the flood, Adam, and Eve to all be real historical persons whose stories really happened just as the Bible describes because Jesus assumes they did. And guess what? The man who assumes and thinks all these things happened, rose from the dead. Well, certainly if he's right about the most difficult, miraculous event in the history of the world, rising himself from the dead, well, certainly these maybe smaller miracles can be true as well. And what about the difficult sayings? Uh, Every time the Bible goes against modern morality in areas regarding the preservation of life, Sexuality, honor due to authorities, uh, anything the Bible says that, that modern people don't uh, want to believe is true because Jesus rose from the dead with real, verifiable proof. As John says in his epistle, we actually have a threefold proof in the resurrection. He says, the one who believes in the Son of God has this testimony in him, but the one who does not believe has made God out to be a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God gave about his Son. So the resurrection proves Jesus is who he claims to be. He is God. And the resurrection proves that all of his doctrine is true. Now that's all great. But there's another thing the resurrection proves. There's actually three more things, but we'll get to those uh, in another sermon. And and this other thing Jesus, uh, the resurrection proves, is what Jesus says to his disciples when he shows them his hands and feet and side, and he says, and what he says, and notice what he he doesn't say. He doesn't say, see, told you so, you idiots. You should have believed me. He says, peace be with you. Peace be with you, or more accurately, peace to you. And what peace is this? It's the peace that their sins are forgiven. It's not a stretch to say that their unbelief put Jesus on the cross. It's also not a stretch to say that our sin and our unbelief put Jesus on the cross. Jesus knows this, and yet the crucifixion was how Jesus pays for all of our sins. The peace to you is the declaration that our sins are forgiven because of the resurrection, that even our doubting is forgiven. Had Jesus stayed dead, the disciples would not know their sins were forgiven. We would not know that our sins are forgiven they and we would not know that that God the Father had accepted Jesus' payment for our our sins. They and we would be left with the never-ending guilt of sin and the never-ending fear of death and hell. But the resurrection is the proof that God the Father accepted Jesus' payment for sins. His nail-marked hands and feet and pierced side are the proof, which is why he says peace to you as he shows them his hands and feet and side. With all these, sin has been paid. This is what we are to believe. This is what faith trusts in. Our statue is of Jesus showing his hands and feet to the disciples. What a great statue for a congregation called Faith. And it's no coincidence that you hear this phrase, peace be with you, every Sunday. We call it the Pax Domini. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And when do you hear it? Pay attention later. You hear it when I hold up for you Jesus' body and blood. The same crucified and risen, Lord Jesus Christ, in his flesh and blood. The same body that the disciples saw. It it may not look like Jesus' body, but think about all the people in the 40 days after the resurrection, the the 40 days after Easter, uh, who did not recognize Jesus in his exalted state either. But it is. By the words you hear, by the testimony of the Holy Spirit, you believe. By faith, you see your Lord. The Spirit testifies that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. So after I say, the peace of the Lord be with you always, how do you respond? With a hearty amen. Yes, I believe it. Yes, it is true. Yes, the resurrection proves that you, Jesus, are my Lord. You are my God. The resurrection proves that your doctrine is all true. Yes, the resurrection proves that that through your crucified and risen body and blood, you forgive all my sins. Yes, amen. Now, peace to you wasn't clear enough for the disciples. Jesus then breathes on them and he says, Receive the Holy Spirit. The same breath of God that made Adam a living being is now being breathed into the disciples. The Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, is proceeding from the Father and the Son to the disciples, to give life to the world. And Jesus says, Whenever you forgive people's sins, they are forgiven them. Whenever you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Wherever there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. My confirmation students know this well. And so should you. Wherever there is forgiveness of sins, There's also life and salvation. The message of the resurrection is the message of the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you hear that message of forgiveness preached, the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, is being breathed now into you. And you are being brought from the death of sin to new life in God. New life as a forgiven child of God. Jesus here institutes the office of the keys. He gives the church in general and ministers in particular the authority to forgive sins. So now whenever you hear the forgiveness of sins, you are hearing the very voice of God. Peace be with you. So let me say to you, and hear the voice of your Lord and your God, Peace be with you. Put out your hand and take Jesus' body and blood for the forgiveness of all your sins. Do not continue to doubt, but believe. Your sins are forgiven. Jesus is your Lord and And your God. For this reason, the Apostle John concludes, Jesus, in the presence of his disciples, did many other miraculous signs that are not written in this book. But these are written. These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that by believing, you may have life in his name. The resurrection proves Jesus is the Son of God, all his doctrine is true, and by the forgiveness of sins, you have life in his name. So peace be with you, in Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore, amen.